Welcome back to the Two Quick Things Podcast. This is Shamina. I'm going to take some time to look back at the last decade of some random things that have happened, and then I'll share with you three to four lessons of things that I gained in the last decade, um, or the last however long. We can say decade because the decade just ended, but whatever. Some stuff that's been on my mind that I learned. So here we go. And I'm just going to go down a list of kind of a, a look back or a flashback to my last 10-ish years. So uh, first of all, I made hella mistakes because such is life. Um, I moved up the state from San Diego up to the Bay. Um, I made a very conscious decision to get out of debt because it had to be a decision and happen with intention. Um, I lost my dad to an illness. I lost um, my pup to an illness as well. My first pup, Jasper. Um, I welcomed a bunch of tiny little humans into my life. I think like 10 years ago, there would be probably like seven less members of our family um, because there's a a bunch of little people that have joined us. Um, I started a bunch of friendships. I ended some friendships either on purpose or they just faded away or um, in true Shamina fashion, like just kind of stopped responding. But there we go. Um, I got married to wife, um, which has been fantastic. Um, I lost about 50 pounds. Um, I found about 20 of those, 25 of those, 20 to 25 of those bad boys again. So <laughs> ready to lose them for good. Um, I cut my hair off. Um, I did a big chop and then I went lower on that big chop. And that was a whole journey and experience in itself. Um, I said some unkind things and learned the importance of words and actions and what they mean and when, what happens when those things are in alignment and what happens when they don't. Um, I switched careers, which was a huge deal after spending, uh, lots of money and time, energy, effort, uh, learning, studying away from my family in one career field and, have switched to another one. So those are just, I'm sure like a whole bunch of things have happened in that last decade, but those are the things that immediately came to my mind of things that were important and had significance. And I think about those things regularly. So, and this may actually be a short episode, who knows? Um, So here's some lessons that I learned along the way. First one, uh, life is going to happen regardless of how I choose to show up for it, how you choose to show up for it. I'm certainly a person that believes in, you can call it God, you can call it universe, but each experience and interaction that we have, I think is intentional. Like we are, I think, destined and inclined to be gravitate towards certain people, experiences, careers, things, thoughts. Um, And I think it's up to each of us to figure out what to do with it. And that sounds like super like, Oh, um, existential and like all, you know, all these are divine, but I do think that we run across those things and the things in our life and the people for a reason. There are things that we are supposed to learn and gather and pay attention to so that when we either are remain in that friendship or in that situation, we are going to become better as a result of it. Um, and better doesn't always mean that the, that situation is going to result in us going through something in, a, in an easier way in a more professional way, in a more loving way, maybe that lesson experience or that experience or that person is there to teach us what we don't want and what we're not looking for. But unless we had run across those things, we weren't going to learn that lesson 
because we all know that some of us are hardhead, and so it's gonna take a little bit more time, and you're gonna you're not gonna do anything with the thought. You're not gonna do anything with the pebble that's upside your head, or the brick, or the boulder. You need like a complete breakdown and meltdown to be able to learn what you're supposed to learn from a situation. What's that saying that people have where like you keep repeating the same thing or the same cycle until you learn what you're supposed to learn from it. And I think when we're not paying attention, we can easily repeat the cycles of relationships or poor decisions or bad jobs or poor supervisors because we're not paying attention to the thing that we are supposed to pay attention to. We get excited or we glamorize the money, the title, the fame, the prestige of being in a relationship. Like if you leveled up or I don't know, whatever you want to call it. But when we we pay attention to all those things that don't really matter and we we ignore those internal things that when your gut's like, mm, I'm, I'm not sure if this is it, but we're just going to go for it. Your gut is telling you something. You're supposed to be paying attention to that. And I think it's easy for us, myself included, I've gotten a lot better with that now, and I'll tell a story in a second. But with the thing that's glamorous and that somebody wants you or a job wants you, um, it, I think it, it's so important to, again, take pause and take stock of what that means and how you feel about it. You have to decide, am I going to waste those moments or are they going to fuel what's next for me? So I was talking to a colleague today about um, they're going to work for another company and I had gotten an offer for a job at that, like a sister company of them. So I think it's like same uh, creator or founder. And it's just like a different offshoot of that company. And I was telling her and I was like, you know, it just it didn't feel right. Something in my gut didn't quite feel right with that position when I was offered it. And it was it was out of higher education. So that was going to happen. And it was money that I was good with. And it was a new experience. It was in a field that I wanted to go into HR but there was something about it that wasn't quite right. And I think if I had taken that, I don't even know, taken that role, I don't even know how long I would have stayed in that. Because then when I looked back, um, and I'm one of those people, like, I will apply for something, especially if I get it. Sometimes if I don't get it, I'll still look and I'll be like, who got it? Like, what what did they have that I didn't? <clears throat> no one damn well that no one's going to have what I have. But anyway, <clears throat> that's the ego part of me that's like, who got it? But I I remember looking back, at maybe three or four different times over the next like six months. And they had rolled through the HR person. Like there had been three different people in the HR person. They changed the title twice. And I was like, see, there wasn't, there wasn't a certainty of what they were actually looking for. So I'm glad I didn't feel like I wanted to be in a position to create something from scratch at that point. Although I'm, I'm actually quite good at that, creating something from nothing or putting structure to things. I didn't think that that was going to be the position that was going to kind of catapult me into being a better um, professional outside of higher education. So if I hadn't been paying attention to that, I could have looked at the title. The organization is an awesome organization. They do really great work. It was in a nonprofit space, which is what I was looking for. The money was right, but something wasn't right about it. And so there was a reason why I didn't take that. But if I hadn't been going, I hadn't been paying attention, I could have easily just said yes, because it was the it was the first offer that I got it. Like I said, all those things seemed to be in order. But my gut was like, nah, sis, don't do it. Um, and now I'm at a place where I'm, I'm learning. Things are getting significantly better and I'm really growing into that position. And so I would have not been uh, aligned 
to be able to be open for where I am now. So pay attention. So life is going to happen, but our job is to pay attention to how we respond to it. Let's see. Second lesson that I've learned. Um, I know that I've mentioned this before, but, um, I don't need permission for anything. Um, I'm legit in control and you can insert I, and you can put you, I'm in control of what I do or don't do in this life, no matter what, no matter if it's a good decision or bad decision. And you know, folks will try to scare you out of living your life, which is crazy, right? Um, you have permission to ignore them. If you're looking for somebody to give you permission to ignore those, that person that says, don't go out of the country. Well, things are a little bit of a shit show right now, but you know what I mean? Like, don't go out of the country. Don't do this move. Don't take this job. It doesn't have certainty. Um, folks will speak from their own place of fear when they quote unquote caution you. That's their fear. And the, the, the gag is that most times people have not even attempted to do what you are determined or destined to do, but yet and still they're yapping away about what you shouldn't do, but it's them speaking from their place of fear. And so I I have to remind myself that I don't need permission to do X, Y, and Z. Maybe I I might want to check in, like I check in with wife, obviously, like that's my, that's my other half, uh, or that's my other whole, if you will, if you're going to be a little bit hotep about it, it's my other whole. Um, if you don't know what hotep means, I encourage you to Google it and then read through some of the Googles. Um, but you don't need permission to be able to do what you want to do with your life. And it takes, it takes some time and some energy and effort to turn down the volume of other people's fear that they're trying to place on you. Um, and people will do it with the best of intentions. I don't think that for the most part, people aren't trying to like have you live small and be small. They just want you to be safe and be around. But if all we did was uh, choose to live in this safe space, of not doing anything, playing everything by the book and not taking any risks, calculated or uncalculated risks, then our life is, what are we living life for if we're not going to be able to go out and do those things? And we always feel like we need to check in with other people to get permission. And I'm not saying, I am a a Virgo uh, tried and true. So if you ever look it up or Google it, you see any of those astrology things on Instagram or Twitter, like Virgo, tis me. It, they, they might as well at me, but there's a certain point that I got to when I was like, I'm not even feeling like I'm living. I'm not experiencing the things that I want to in a, in a controlled environment for me, you know, with the plan, appropriate planning, et cetera, because I'm a planner in that way. Um, but I don't need permission for people to, or the okay, or the cosign, or for people to even feel good that I have left the country or that I have moved away, I moved away from home over 20 years ago, which sounds weird to say out loud, but I definitely did that like 23 years ago, moved away from home and didn't ever move back, um, made investments in my future via retirement funds and things like that, uh, played a little bit in the like investing game and trying to figure that out because as much as life is not promised to me, I'm also knowing aware that I, God is going to take me when he's going to take me. Um, but I also want to be prepared for that. And I want to do all that I can to prepare, um, and leave behind a legacy of, um, we can say wealth, but I I don't know that I would say wealth at this point, but wealth and love and something that, uh, someone's going to be able to positively remember me for, I mean, people are going to hate when you, you know, hate on you when you did, they gonna hate on when you, you, when you alive. But if I can do that for the people that I love and that I know are in my corner, then, I don't need permission to do that. 
because I'm, I'm trying to set us all up for success. So when, because when I win, we all win. Just like when anybody in my family wins, we all win. We all out here cheering for the other person. Um, let's see. Lesson number three, if you don't try something, then you'll never know if you could do it. That's a pretty simple one. Um, if you never, if you keep talking about, I'm going to do the podcast, I'm going to write the book, I'm going to write the, bo- the, the, uh, the blog post. If you don't do it, sis, bruh, person, how you ever going to know if you do it? It ain't going to be good the first time. The first time it's probably going to be shit. Um, unless you like a real legit G, like some people can put out that first thing and you're like, damn, that, that was it. That was it. You got this unlocked. You're, you're born to do this. You're destined to do this. But until you do it, you are not going to know. And you know what failure is? The failure is a lesson that you, you probably shouldn't do that again, that, that same way a second time or a third time, but you should still do it. Cause you're going to get better. You're going to learn what not to do. Because you don't want to be out here looking like a fool, putting your clown makeup on on stage. But if you don't ever try those things, you will never know if you could do it. So I learned that lesson through this podcast, becoming a runner. I can't believe I said this. I didn't even say this last decade I became a runner. I didn't know that I could do it until I signed up for that first thing. And I'm all about money and I didn't want to waste my money. And then I did it. And now I have a slight like low-key addiction to it I sent my my coach like seven races he's like okay this it's like January 3rd and you've already got seven signed up and I was like sir I sign up for them when they're on sale so I signed up for all these last year because they were on sale and I love a good deal and I want the medal and the shirt but anywho um lastly I will say the last thing I learned is that stepping out of my comfort zone is worth it Um, so similar to that last one, if you don't try something then you'll never know if you can do it. I stepped out of my comfort zone, uh, a large part in last, the last year of the decade, 2019, I had two experiences, um, that immensely have shaped who I am becoming um, because I don't, I'm still trying to figure that out. Even at this cute age of 40, I'm still figuring out who I am becoming. And I hope I continue to figure out who I am becoming for a long time. Um, and I don't just get like this pinnacle. And I'm like, this is it. Um, those two experiences were the Maitachi retreat and the woman Evolve conference. One was in May, one was in July. Um, and I willingly stepped into both of those arenas arenas for what I thought was going to be like a solo experience. I didn't know anybody going into either one. I had, um, woman Evolve especially, but when I, before I got to the retreat, I think I had connected with two, maybe three people online before then to try to set something up. Cause I read it. Like, I think I heard on a podcast, like you should try to set something up before. And so I did that. And then it turns out there was a, a group of us that were also going to the woman involved conference. And when I tell you that lifelong friendships and bonds that I am still discovering yet to still discover from those experiences, so worth it. Um, I don't even know that I would have been ready at any other point in my life to have those experiences come in the manner that they did at the age that I was, at the place that I was in my career. So when I tell you, like, I don't need you to be, to be a believer in God if you listen to this this um, podcast, because that that's between you and whoever you talk to at night or in the morning or whatever. Um, but when I say that God's timing is perfect, it is perfect. Like, there was nothing that I would change about that zero zilch because I would not have 
the, like I said, the bonds, connections, the growth in myself. I was telling my friends the other day, like, I definitely feel like there was a pre, like, there was who Shamina was pre the retreat and the Woman Evolved Conference, and there's the post Shamina of both of those experiences and the culmination of both of those. They had to come together in the same year to really have the impact on my life and I will forever be grateful. I'm looking forward to going back to the Woman Evolved Conference in 2020. Um, who knows when the next retreat is going to be? And if I have an opportunity to go, I, I have my coins stacked away in a, a bank account that I don't even remember the password to, but I can see that the money is there should the opportunity present itself. So if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. So, Lord, be that as it may, I'm ready if, the, if it presents itself. See, I lied, and I said this episode was going to be short. Um, I'm already at 16 minutes. Anywho, I have a few podcasts that I listened to this week and I will share those with you. Um, let's see. Um, the call your girlfriend podcast. There's an episode, um, with activist Chanel Miller, uh, it's episode two, two, eight, know her name. And that is the woman who is a survivor of the heinous acts from, um, the Stanford case when the guy, I can't remember his name, and frankly, his name doesn't really matter, um, Brock Turner. Um, she is the survivor who wrote an article that was um, anonymous, and then she ended up writing a book that I cannot wait to listen to. Because let's be honest, I'm not going to read it. I'm going to listen to it on an app. Um, the Secret Lives of Black Women, Listening to Yourself with Mickey Kendall period. Just go listen. It's episode 19. I can't tell you anything better about it than the fact that it was fantastic. Um, let's see. I'm listening to one right now. I'm in the middle of it. Shout out to Courtney from the Millennial Dreamers podcast. It's HBR Women at Work. Episode one, let's talk about money. Ooh, that this, it was, it's good. I can't wait to finish listening to it. And then last, but certainly not least, um, shout out to Renee from Overcoming Hurdles podcast, um, episode seven. She dropped one and it just, it was short and it was sweet. And it really made me think about, um, as an overthinker about not overthinking and going for those things that I'm like, I know I want to do this. What is, what is the thing that is getting in my way? So I really appreciate her, um, just candor and honesty around getting back into the groove of podcasting and really focusing on the things that she wants to do. So shout out to you, Renee. Love you, sis. Um, that's it. what I have for this week. Thank you for listening. If you are listening, you know where to find me. Uh, tell your friends, rate, review me on iTunes, SoundCloud, any of those. I'm going to do the episodes anyway. So um, I am on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, what did it be as Spotify? I think I said SoundCloud already. You can find me on Instagram, two quick things, slide in my DMs, and I will talk to y'all next time. Bye.